Welcome to The Score, fantasy basketball podcast, where you get great advice on how to stay ahead of your competition here in these fantasy basketball streets. Now, the dopest analyst in fantasy basketball, Waver Wire Queen. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Score Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Waver Wire Queen, and today I want to talk about the top three MVP candidates in the NBA. That is right. It's been a crazy season, but these three guys have been the top players in the NBA and in fantasy. And if you had either one of these guys, you most likely won your fantasy basketball league. Or if you're in NBA, you're definitely happy that you have these guys on your team. Make sure you go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have a lot of great content. And if you like to watch the videos, you can check us out over there. Make sure you leave reviews on what you think of the show. Let's talk about it. So I've been going back and forth all season long on who should be the MVP in the NBA. To me, based on everything that's going on this season, the MVP in the NBA is most likely my MVP of fantasy because they simply carried your teams in fantasy basketball and the NBA, they're most likely carrying their teams. So the top three players I'm going to talk about today I want to talk about the Greek freak. That's right, Giannis. I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about Joe Embiid. And I'm going to talk about the Joker. That's Nicola. That's right. These three guys are pretty much at the top of their game. Honorable mention LeBron James because he's played out of the out of his mind this season, but nonetheless, doesn't count I guess since the the Lakers are horrible and they're most likely not even going to make the play-in tournament but that's for another episode but nonetheless let's start this thing off with the Greek freak and I'm going to make the argument for each one of these guys being voted as MVP so the Greek freak is obviously one of the best players in the NBA and he's got his first ring this past season He's the starting power forward for the Bucks. If you have him on your team in fantasy, he most likely carried you because he is one of those players that you're going to look. It's going to get you about 60, 70 points on most nights in a points base league. And he's going to help you in most categories in a categories base league. So you can draft him in either, in either format, any format in fantasy, he's going to help you. But, if you're the Bucks, you've got your guy. You didn't have to draft him in the top five. He's turned out to be everything and far more than what you expected. And he is, again, one of the top players in the NBA. Currently, the Bucks are fourth in the Eastern Conference with a record of 48 and 13. They obviously clinched a playoff spot. Now it's simply all about positioning. Are they going to move up a a bit or are they going to stay right where they're at? I think they're going to stay right where they are currently. Not a lot of games left, but I believe 
they started off the season off kind of bad, right? You know, a, a, a bit off. Everyone was wondering what was going on with the Bucks. What's going on? What's going on? You know, he had players in and out of the lineup, important players. Uh, Brooke Lopez missed a whole lot of time. Greek Freak missed a few games. And obviously um, you had Drew Holiday, who's been playing great. But then you had Middleton miss uh, some time as well. But now, you know, they're clicking on all cylinders. They may be the team to be in the Eastern Conference. There are some teams at the top of the Eastern Conference that are playing extremely well. And it's these teams are not the Brooklyn Nets. So you got the Heat. And you also got Boston, who was stinking it up all season long. And then they came out of nowhere. And now they may end up being a number one seed in the Eastern Conference. It's crazy as hell what the Boston Celtics have been able to do. With um, the Bucks. they have been able to put a, a, a solid season together. And now it's all about championships for the Greek Freak. You have one. Now it's all about more championships. Let's talk about what he's done this season and argue for him being MVP. He's played 64 games. Statistically, another awesome season. He averages 33 minutes per game. He's averaging 30.1 points per game, shooting 55.4% from the field. He's pretty much unstoppable. Three-point percentage, 29.6. We're not expecting him to shoot a high percentage. Would love to see that increase a bit at, at least. I just want to see that hit 35. I'll, I'll be content with that. Hell, 30. I'll be content. He shoots 72.1% from the field. He's averaging 11.6 rebounds, 5.8 assists, 3.3 turnovers, one point. One steals and 1.4 blocks. Another amazing season. He's averaging a double-double. Again, just a terrific player, complete player. And then when you talk about his supporting cast, he has a great supporting cast. You have Drew Holiday, who is always showing up and playing very well. He averages 18.7 points, 4.5 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 1.7 steals. He's a great defender as well. So, you know, you can rely on him. Then you have Chris Middleton, who's been doing Chris Middleton type things. 20.1 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, 5.4 assists, and 1.1 steals. And then you got Bobby Portis, who uh, I love Bobby Portis. was a, a Chicago Bull early on in his career. Kind of miss him. We could use Bobby Portis right now, considering our uh, front court. But nonetheless, Bobby Portis has played very well this season for them. 14.7 points per game and 9.1 rebounds. That is tremendous. That is amazing. So the Greek Freak supporting cast is very, very good. And it has um, helped him secure the fourth seed. They should be higher in my opinion when you have this supporting cast but there's again some other teams in the East Conference that have very very good players so it's getting serious in the Eastern Conference it's going to be a very very good playoffs for the Eastern Conference but nonetheless with the Greek freak he's a difference maker whether that is NBA games or in fantasy he's a difference maker if you drafted him in fantasy with the with, with the number one pick if you had the number one pick and you drafted him Kudos to you. You cannot go wrong. With these three guys, you simply cannot go wrong. At the end of the day, I don't see a lot of teams drafting Joe Embiid with the first pick in fantasy. However, I've seen the Greek Freak and I've seen Joker go with the first pick. So that should tell you guys something, but I honestly believe it may have been uh, 
some people are uncomfortable with um, Joel Embiid's uh, injury history and, and missing several games throughout the season. We'll talk about that a little bit. But for the Greek freak, when you think about his impact on the game, I mean, when you think about what he did against the Suns, he was so dominant that he was unstoppable. They could not stop him. Once he gets into the paint, it's over. You're not stopping him. He's unstoppable, and he's just going to score the ball. He's a player you have to uh, triple team, but when you think about the players they've surrounded around him, they're going to make you pay. But with the Greek freak, when I think about my rankings for MVP this season, I actually have him rank third on this list. And and that's simply because the other two guys, they have uh, played very well too. Now, when I'm factoring my MVP, I'm looking at several things as well. I'm looking at their statistics, uh, games played, their record, and I'm also looking at supporting cast, you know, that's important as well because you can have some great stats. Like when you think about LeBron James, he's having a great season, one of his best seasons ever. But we're the Lakers now. Most likely at the house, at the house, at the house, at the house. So I factor that in and I weigh that heavily. I'm sure they they do in the NBA when you're looking at um, MVPs, but not as much as I do. That is very important. You're not going to come out here and average a triple-double and your team's not even making the play-in tournament. Stat stuff, in my opinion. Or, or, like, what are you really doing? That's not – I mean, he's still definitely an MVP candidate, but at the end of the day, these guys are winning games and they have better rosters. But at the end of the day, you got to have a GM that picks some good players, you know, but nonetheless, the Greek freak, another great season. And if he was to win MVP, I wouldn't be mad because what his team is able to do. And again, they have improved. They've come a long way from early on in the season. And to me, they are the team to beat in the uh, Eastern conference because BK very suspect haven't uh, played much together with all those players over there. They're barely hanging on. They're going to make the play-in tournament because the teams that were right behind him were so terrible that they're not even being considered for the play-in tournament. Now it's just about positioning for them. But again, this team has been together. So I feel comfortable in saying they're definitely a team to beat in the Eastern Conference. Why not go for the the repeat, right? Yes. Greek, the Greek freak, top five player, have some very good players around him. Middleton is an all-star. Drew Holiday has been an all-star. So you have the players around you, and they have other players too. So you have a very good team, and you add good coaching, and you make the playoffs, and you win championships, which is what he he did last season. And again, there's a strong possibility that he may win this year. I want to see if it was the Suns against the Bucks. Again, what would the Suns do differently? You have to be able to stop the Greek freak because that was the difference in the finals last year. He was dominant. He bullied them. They couldn't do anything. So that's the key. Can you stop the Greek freak? If you can't stop him, then the Bucs will beat the Suns again if those two teams were to meet up. Miami's a very good team, but I still feel like the Bucs just have something a little bit more. I, I, I trust the Bucs a a, a bit more, but Miami's at the top of the Eastern Conference. But again, the Bucks, I just feel they got it. They simply do. 
let's talk about Joel Embiid with the Eagles. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's talk about Joel Embiid with the 76ers. I'm thinking about football, y'all. I got a football podcast. So go on and check out the Blown Coverage Fantasy Football Podcast on YouTube and on Spotify, Apple, and Google. But Joel Embiid is definitely on the 76ers. That would be interesting to see him on the Eagles. I'm not even sure what position he would play. But nonetheless, he's playing center for the 76ers. Joel Embiid has impressed me on a whole nother level. I always thought he was a good player, but I definitely underestimated Joel Embiid's talent. He is amazing. I've watched him play a lot this season, and he is very, very good and dominant. And he was healthy for the most part this year. So that's another uh, 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 kudos to Joel Embiid for staying healthy for the most part. He's played 66 games this year. That is a career high. So kudos to Joel Embiid for one, remaining healthy and being the leader of this team. Because you already know with the whole Ben Simmons situation, didn't have him. So you don't have your your Scotty or your, your, your number two, whatever they want to call it, Batman, whatever. And so it's just you, and then you have your supporting cast, your role players, and they were playing very well at top of the East, fell off a little bit due to players being in and out of the safety protocol because of COVID. So they're in a good position. They're third in the East, 49 and 30, and he has been dominant, even in the damn All-Star game. And I know everybody's like, well, you know, everybody's dominant. He was very dominant on a whole nother level. But when you watch him play, you just know that Williams is not going to shut him down. He's going to get off all the time. He is just that guy. And what do you do about it? There's nothing you can do about it. But let him continue to do what he does. I am so pleased with um, Joel Embiid. It's like, wow, what else can he do? He's he's just amazing. But at the end of the day with uh, Embiid, he is amazing on offense. He's efficient. He's going to rebound the ball. He's going to play good defense. That is what he has over um, Joker. He's a much better defender. But there's some things that Joker may do slightly better. But nonetheless, let's talk about Embiid's stats. He played 33.7 minutes per game. He averaged 30.4 points per game, shooting 49.6% from the field, 37.1% from threes, which is good because now he's stretching the floor. He can do anything. He out here trying to cross other centers over. He's trying to cross players over in the NBA as a, as a big He's one of the the new age bigs who can stretch the floor. And he looks very good out there. He shoots 81% from the uh, free throw line. He's averaging 11.6 rebounds, 1.1 steals, and 1.5 blocks per game. Awesome. Very, very much MVP type season. Cannot say he has not played as an MVP this year. And then when you think about his supporting cast, didn't have Ben Simmons at all this year. Harden has only been there for, for a little bit. He hasn't been there long enough for me to say, well, Harden has made this great impact, which uh, will help determine Embiid being the MVP or not or whatever. It 
doesn't factor into my decision making and Harden has been inconsistent at times Tyrese Maxey predicted him to have a career year in fantasy and just a career year overall he has he's had the opportunity and he's making the most of his opportunity he's averaging 17.1 points per game 3.3 rebounds 4.3 assists we watched him last postseason and we knew that okay this young man has talent he just needs the opportunity and more playing time getting that opportunity and he's making the most of it Tobias Harris has kind of been a bit inconsistent for me I was expecting him to step up into that role step up and show out he's pretty much played his same role and again um still good 17.5 points 6.9 rebounds 3.5 assists and then you have again James Harden over there and James Harden when he's on he's on to me Philadelphia would have the best supporting cast if James Harden was more consistent and and I do expect him to to get more consistent at the end of the day with Harden my biggest issue with him is is he going to show up to the postseason because he hasn't done that yet for me so that is the issue I have with him but Maybe he'll show up this year. We do not know. Maybe he likes the city of Philly. City of brotherly love. He loves it out there. I don't know, but we'll have to see. At the end of the day, what Embiid has done is impressive. Again, he's shooting 37% from threes, over 80% from free throws at 81.6. And then 11.6 rebounds, tremendous, and 30 points per game. I didn't expect him to sustain this especially due to, you know, health issues throughout his career so far. But he has been able to sustain playing at this high level and playing for the most part the majority of the games this season. Again, a career high. And he has been the leader of that team. So for me, he he's tremendous. I, I, I'm going back and forth. And I've been going back and forth with Joel Embiid and Joker as my uh, – MVPs. I've been going back and forth early on. It was Joker. Then I switched to Embiid. I got uh, the Greek freak in the mix, you know, had a conversation with someone uh, earlier today and we talked about uh, the Greek freak potentially being an MVP. And I'm like, yeah, you know, he's definitely had a great season, but I feel like uh, overall Embiid and Joker has had a great season. And then he said, well, how can we go with Joker? Uh, the Nuggets are in the fifth in fifth place. So I said, well, if we're going to go based on records, well, then if we're going based on records right now, that would make Joel Embiid the MVP with the slight edge because his team's in third, right? So again, you got to factor in so many different things. Fantasy-wise, this year I'm going to give it to, to Embiid because he's been very, very dominant. It's been crazy. And again, you can't go wrong with, with, with either one of these guys. They're so great and neither one it, 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 it's, it's it's impressive it's amazing let's talk about Nicola the Joker center with the Nuggets one of the main reasons why early on in the season I was uh giving Joker the nod for MVP is because he doesn't have his his top two guys his supporting cast right now is Monty Morris he's averaging 12.8 points per game three rebounds 4.5 assists then you got Will Barton 14.8 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, and 3.9 assists. And then you add in Aaron Gordon, whose shooting percentages, he needs to stay right in the paint, pretty much. He's averaging 14.9 points per game and 
eight rebounds. Okay, so solid. But you don't have um, Jamal Murray or Michael Porter. You're your uh two top players you know outside of joker everyone else i mentioned were the role players you don't have your two other main guys jamal murray's gonna give you at least 23 24 points per game and then uh michael porter is gonna at least give you 20 and 20 and 7 maybe eight rebounds just depends but you know michael porter early on in the season wasn't playing very well then he you know went out with injury it's not gonna come back this year i don't i don't expect we may see Murray again, and, and that would be great for him. But statistically, what he's done, considering he doesn't even have the other two main players on this team, is tremendous. They're currently fifth in the Western Conference at 47 and 32. And the, East, and the Eastern Conference is very strong, but the Western Conference is still strong. It's always been strong. He's played 72 games this year. Very durable. Obviously, missed a game early on for some other things. And, again, just tremendous considering what what he's playing with right now. Let's talk about his stats. He averages 33.3 minutes per game, 26.8 points per game, 58.3% from the field, which is great. I mean, damn, can he miss? He remind me of me. I'm telling y'all, he shoot like waiver wire queen, guys. Um, he's shooting 33.9% from threes. I would love to see that go up to, to 35, 36, maybe even get it to where Embiid is at at 37.1. He is shooting 81.1% from free throw line, and he's averaging 13.7 rebounds and eight assists, 3.8 turnovers, 1.4 steals, and uh, 0.9 blocks. Barely averaging one block per game. Again, I said that Embiid had the nod on um, defense. And again, when you look at Joker, he's averaging more rebounds and assists than uh, Embiid and um, the Greek Freak. And then when you factor in the steals, they all are out here still in the ball. And then Embiid, you know, with the blocks, all of these guys have been great for their teams. And, and I mean, in a fantasy from fantasy uh standpoint and in the NBA, they have been dominant. Um, I had Nicola in one league and he was tremendous for my team this year. He carried us some nights. And 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 when you're talking about an MVP, you're talking about a player who may carry you on some nights when the role players aren't playing very well. And with Nicola, the reason why I had him early on is because they were still in the mix for the playoffs. And then also you figure you're supporting cast. They're good role players, but they're not Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. However, he's, I don't want to say he's necessarily carrying them, but there's on, on nights where he's like the point guard, how many centers are averaging eight assists per game? Not a lot. You're not going to see it. And then you're still getting 13.7 rebounds per game. I mean, tremendous. And that's why early on I had him as my MVP simply because of this. And then, you know, I was talking to that gentleman earlier and he was saying, well, the Joker is uh, averaging less points than than the Greek freak. Okay, that's fine. And then he said, well, he's in fifth place. And then we went back to the argument over, well, let's talk about if we're going to go on records, then it would be in B. And again, I am not going to be upset at any of these guys uh, winning it because they have had tremendous seasons. They've been extremely great and have had the impact on their teams 
an NBA and from a fantasy standpoint that has probably carried some managers and fantasy two championships because of the play of these guys these guys have been dominant okay one they may have won you some money in in daily as well because there's been some nights where you look and beat is getting you almost 80 90 points in a points based league and the same for nicola and the same for the greek freak so you have these guys and you're like well these they're they're scoring the ball they're really really helping my team out here and Again, with me, with, with with Nicola, I was basing it more on, hey, it's amazing that they're even fifth considering they don't have the other two guys and they're pretty much uh, using their role players. Some of these guys have been in and out of the lineup as well due to injuries and uh, the health and safety protocol due to COVID. So to me, he's had less to work with. And again, being in fifth considering he, he's been my nod, but uh, – that was early on this season. Right now, I'm going to give it to Embiid because at one point, Philly was up at the top of the East and they kind of fell off. Now they're right there in the third spot. And you got to think of everything that's going on. So right now, I'm going to throw it back to Joel Embiid and I'm going to put my rankings as we got Embiid, Joker, and then we got the Greek Freak. So that's my my rankings for the, the top three uh, MVP candidates. We got, again, Embiid joker and then we got the greek freak again you cannot go wrong with with any of these guys because they have been so tremendous for their teams and then again with fantasy you can go with with any one of these guys they're going to help you uh compete and be dominant every night and potentially win your league you may look at some of these teams in fantasy and they definitely would have one of these guys on their teams as a team that's been dominant for the most part. And then if you were able to pick a, uh, pick some players who no one expected to see uh, produce, we didn't expect it. It was very unexpected. Then those, those teams most likely made the playoffs and won those leagues. But again, with these three guys, they are the top players right now in the NBA, obviously, KD and LeBron is always still in the mix, but at the end of the day, right now, what's going on and where their teams are ranked, these are the three guys who should be in the conversation for MVP, and I'm going by top three. There are obviously some other uh, players who have been tremendous for their teams, but right now, top three, and when I think of top three, it's these three guys. So again, can't go wrong. I'm going to go with Embiid for the moment. I'll probably switch back to the Joker because I want to wait and see the final stats for the end of the season because, again, this thing may change, especially in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Philly and uh, the Bucks may, may switch. There may be some movement. Both of these teams, to me, have to win out. And then um, the Nuggets have to be careful so they don't slide into the play-in tournament because you don't want to do that. So, yes, it's, it's a lot going on these last few games of the season. All right, y'all, let me know who you feel is the MVP so far this season. I have a poll up. Make sure you make your selection and also rank. Go over there and review the show and, and, and just rank us and leave some feedback. And then, if you want, go on over to uh, the YouTube channel at the Score Fantasy Basketball Podcast. And subscribe to the channel. Y'all have a great evening. Peace. Thanks for listening to The Score Fantasy Basketball Podcast. 
be sure to subscribe to The Score for more fun and great advice on how to win at fantasy basketball. And if you've got comments or questions about The Score, send them to WaverWireQueen at gmail.com. The Score.